Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. Normally, I say on your Friday night into your Saturday morning, but we're already started on the Saturday morning side. This is your SmackDown, AW Rampage, and AW Battle of the Belts post show. Holy cow, do we have a ton of content coming for you. Guys, please get in your Super Chats. Please get in your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. We like those better because we get to keep a little bit more of the money. Uh, please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. We appreciate the support. It helps people find us in the algorithm. And hey, head over to Fightful Select and subscribe, will you? You're going to want to read those contract details on John Moxley's extension, which is such exciting news and already public. There's more about the um, commentary switch-ups that have been happening in WWE. So much going on. Speaking of so much going on, let me tell you what Fightful's got for you tomorrow, okay? We've got Grapsity. And I said, Will, what do you want me to promote about Grapsity? And he said, well, we'll be talking about Bound for Glory and the existence of Willow Nightingale, which that is something that I can get behind. <laughs> We've got a Fightful Select uh, pre-show with Rob and Maggie, you know, from um, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. They also do... Uh, their their post show to that on Fightful Select. We've got Doc Mueller in there. We've got Spencer Love. We've got Drew Nicholas on that show for you. We've got your Bound for Glory post show that's going to be going on in the afternoon. And for Extreme Rules, you're going to have some jobbers on the main channel doing your regular one. But at Fightful Select, you know what you get? You get me. You get Pulowski. We're going to be having fun. We always have a blast on Fightful Select. And no more so, I think, than after premium live events and pay-per-views. We have so much to dig into. It's five shows on Fightful tomorrow for you. So can't say it's a lack of trying, guys. We're putting out a lot of content for you this sure. weekend. But I've got double Alex's, and one of them is going to be burning the midnight oil. And one of them already did his homework tonight. He gets to go to bed early, and I have a feeling he's just there to brag because his bed, we can see a bed and bath. Mm -hmm. 
You're just mm-hmm. gonna crash there. Gonna call it. Well, see, can sometimes, we... sometimes I, I have to go to bed really late because I have podcasts to go really late, and so mm-hmm. I just instead of waking up my uh, my because uh, my daughter refuses to sleep in her own bed, so she likes to sleep in the big bed with mommy. And I don't get to sleep with my wife because I go to bed so late. And I would be able to go to bed at a normal time tonight and sleep with my wife. But the problem is, is that she took uh, our daughter to to her folks' house for for the for the night to visit her dad, who just had surgery. He's recovering well, but it's nice to have a little bit. So you know what I do tonight? I get a walk over to the master bedroom and sleep in a king size. Wow! Look at you myself. It's gonna be. I'm gonna spread out all over the bed. It's gonna be great. I also got my little sleep mask here. I'm ready. Look at you. I got I got my Toy Story blanket because my my daughter loves Toy Story, and I got a nice big pillow. So I thought I would just like hang out and fall asleep in this chair while you guys talk. So I thought I think it would be cool if you just got cozy back there and have a like a little little accent light and just have a sleep stream while we're having a great show on here. That would be amazing. We'll start that talking in really low voices and do like an ASMR, like a yeah. little like. Mm-hmm. I thought SmackDown tonight was. Hey, easy, Kate, easy, Kate. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll keep the headphones on. And you yeah. guys can just talk really smooth. I like that. Yeah. There you go. You guys Looking can send in smooth. super chats and humper chats in the form of a bedtime story mm-hmm. so that we can just Dr. Seuss Alex's way to sleep. <laughs> but we thank you guys so much for joining us. I can't believe anybody is joining us because it's so late starting here. But we see you, West Coast. We see you, people that stayed up and watched all this great wrestling to hang out with us. And we appreciate you so much. And good morning, um, London. It's only eight o'clock in the morning there, so that's a really good call. That's a really good call, Alex. How um, normally we have like Alex two or Mirror Alex or Fake Alex. Today you'll just be Awake Alex. How are you like doing, that. Awake? I'm Alex. doing excellent. I'm so happy to be here. I just had a nice cup of cafe, so I'm ready to rock, man. Smart man, smart mm. man. Well, thank you for burning the midnight oil with us, and thank all of you for watching. I got to say, overall, with all three shows, I felt like there was some really strong in-ring. I thought for three shows, one of which was a go-home to pay-per-view, one of which was, I guess, AEW's equivalent of a special or a premium live event, and a live rampage, I didn't feel like a ton happened tonight in the four hours of wrestling that we watched. If you include Bound for Glory, you can add to that. But uh, Awake Alex, Cafe Alex. What were your thoughts overall tonight? Um, I kind of behind the curtain when we were talking before, I was like, I wasn't really surprised with anything. Nothing like jumped out and said, oh, my God. Um, Probably a lot of more corny moments of the week rather than surprise (laughs) moments of the week. Uh, I think I'll start off with the fact that Triple H flipped the microphone over to reveal a barcode on his microphone. That was like super corny to me. Like just bring the guy out. So. Yeah, so if you want to start off with SmackDown, that's how we're. <laughs> that's how I'm starting off already. Both my Alex cannot handle this QR gimmick. It's been like two and a half weeks, guys. Yeah, it's been it's like three months. Going to end tomorrow, I think. Regardless, so Klauski, are you in on this review? Are you just a maniac? Or are you going to bed cozy over? Well, I, I, I am. I am definitely uh, dipping out and probably going to bed. And I'm not going to do a sleep stream in the back because that'd just be creepy. But uh, I did. I did want to get a couple of things in. Uh, sure. Before I left, um, 
the QR code uh, was very funny that he like flipped his mic around and like, hey, everybody, pause the video right here. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Fox. We um, know you've been on here. to Fox. And I was like, oh, right. The, the, I didn't understand mm -hmm. why we're doing that. But um, then if you do the QR code and you actually go to the thing, it is the most obvious. It's like it's just pigs. And then you hear somebody going, let me in a whole bunch of times. I wonder who this could be. I haven't watched um, one so that yet, was, bro. Th that was very funny. Also, three, I think it's Bray Wyatt. What do you think? I think it might be a misdirection. You never know. You a know, change up. Could, could, could be a whole rebranding <laughs> of Karrion Cross because he's in dire need of one. Can but, you imagine? Um, uh, I wanted to say this. Uh, uh, there were three opportunities. At, at least three opportunities. One on SmackDown and one on Rampage and one on Battle of the Belts, where I yeah. think everybody, if they had actually done the babyface winning the title, it would have been a like a, a perfect opportunity to do it. Nobody would have objected to it, and it would have been a really big crowd pleaser. And I always say booking for heat is stupid. Booking to make your audience happy is better because if your audience is happy watching the product one week, guess what? They're way more likely to come back and watch it the next week. If I watch a product and it makes me sad, I'm less likely to come back and watch it the next week. I don't care what it is. If it's an episode of Chicago Fire and everybody dies at the end, I'm probably not going to come back and watch everybody. next week. Everybody. I can't. Um, I don't want to get demonetized, but and, and, Lance Archer. And the, la the last that. thing I wanted to say, because I, I will definitely be asleep by the time you guys talk about this. Um, I really I really appreciate Wardlow's uh, costume this year. For Halloween, going as PC Principal from South Park, <laughs> polo shirt and the Dockers. I think it's a great look oh for him. God. So, uh, so anybody, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for letting me uh, hang out here. But I'm going to pull this little thing down, and I'm going to catch some okay. Z's. Nighty night, Bye, pumpkin everybody. patch. I'll see everybody. You come back, come back to Fightful Select tomorrow night and watch me and Kate talk about Bray Wyatt coming out and doing crazy stuff while dressed as a bunny rabbit. Yes, should be a lot of fun. Until then. Alex is going to dress as a bunny rabbit, so tune in. I'm, I, I do it. I, I, I wish I could. I don't have bunny. And you could, Kate, you could dress as a magician. There you go. I'll have my little hat. Yes. All right. Bye, everybody. Enjoy, <laughs> later, well. brother. Enjoy the next few hours. <laughs> Hopefully, not the next few hours. Okay. Hopefully, we are going to fly through some of this. And like I said, I didn't feel like there was a ton to write home about in all of this wrestling, unfortunately. I think we were kind of on the same page, but some really strong in ring work that we saw tonight. So, very happy about that. Um, some bangers of matches, two from Pac in a row. But we're just going to start with SmackDown because I feel like everything was on the same level. And you know what, darn it? Why not make it easier on my notes? But before we dive into that, we're going to get to your Super Chats and Humper Chats getting started off. Avalana, what a beautiful name if your handle is your full name, saying King Size Bed for the Real King Linder. Oh, I wish I had read that when he was on air. I'm going to make sure he knows that. That's so wonderful. You know, the Linder, she needs her beauty sleep. <laughs> um, Biggie chiming in saying, love everything you guys do. Thanks for staying up. I made a lot of jokes on Twitter today about needing coffee and being tired, but sincerely, like, 
get paid to watch wrestling and talk about it with you guys and you guys give a hoot what more could i ask for what more would i want to be doing with my friday night so thank you guys i love doing this the fact that you guys support us enough to make it a possibility is just the absolute best carl r chiming in saying it's friday night we get a triple scissor you do oh, i don't yeah. even know how do you do three well, I mean, they do it every every Wednesday with That's uh, true, yeah. Daddy Ass. I guess because I don't have a third hand. It's, it it's okay. It I'll bring mine over. A little bit trickier. Shoot it. Wait, no. Shoot it over to your house. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I always forget in the beginning to remind you that you can follow us on Twitch, and then I remember it later, usually because I see it in my notes or Luis reminds me. So you can also watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash, not backslash, forward slash Fightful Gaming. So... We are going to get into SmackDown right now, which kicked off with Triple H kicking it off and welcoming us to a new season. This is kind of a funny time to start a new season because the pay-per-view is this weekend, which felt kind of odd to me. Um, So that was just kind of an odd thing, but they do have the new commentary team, which you can read the details about on Fightful Select, which was great. We have Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Um who I think did a good job tonight. I think Michael Cole has been so much better in the Triple H era. And Wade, I think, did a good job of playing his role. I think he's still getting his feet wet with, like, the new situation, but I thought he he did a perfectly good job tonight. What did you think of commentary tonight specifically? Yeah, I like, I like, I like a, a fresh new take. And, you know, um, sometimes you need to inject that into a television show. So I think Wade did excellently. He's, I mean, he's been doing great on NXT, so... Yeah, and personally, I am a fan of, uh, like, I like having at least one wrestler in the mix. I feel that way about regular sports. Like, yeah. whenever you have the player's perspective, I feel like that's a good thing. And I think Wade Barrett does a pretty good job. So we kicked it off with him, and then we moved into um, Heyman. Sorry, I'm just organizing my notes here. There's a lot of them today. <laughs> um this Roman Reigns and the Logan Paul face-off oh. that started with kind of a very up-and-down promo from Paul Heyman. I really liked him um, kind of doing what great heels do, right, and putting someone over while also kind of knocking them down at the same time. Like uh, him re reminding us all, like, what a pop culture icon he is and how big of his reach is, but then saying, ultimately, all of that is going to feed into... Everybody bowing down to their tribal chief. It'll be millions more people bowing down to their tribal chief. Then it gets weird with this, like, Ben Shapiro, Andrew Tate stuff. Uh, it just kind of, like, went very back and forth. And then A lot of filler. A lot of filler. This whole show felt like a little bit of filler today. But, uh, you know, I think Logan Paul... I was expecting a little more out of, but he basically delivers one line and the one line that he delivered was good and it was important. He was saying, who's the real tribal chief here, Roman Reigns or Jay Uso? Which of course has been kind of the rift we were leading to, which causes Sami Zayn to be the one to mend fences, which I really liked. The more this goes on, the more I'm thinking this might turn out in with Sami's mannerisms and some of his behavior I'm wondering if this is going to turn out to be that Sami Zayn was the one that was playing them all along. There's a few clever things in here, but he basically says to Logan Paul that they are number one and he is number two. 
lot of Austin Powers references in my head with that one. Uh, and that he is going to get s- smashed worse than anyone's ever been smashed before in Saudi Arabia. So uh, this was... This whole episode kind of felt like a little Vince era but it's a go-home, so I kind of get it. And it's a go-home to a pay-per-view that's tomorrow. Like, you really can't have so much physicality for the storylines that are happening tomorrow. But uh, this was a little all over the place. I really like what we're seeing. I didn't love how we got there with this opener, but I loved what we saw the rest of SmackDown with the Bloodline and what we've been seeing with the Bloodline lately. What did you think of this opener? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I wear my, my heart on my sleeve. So I did mention on, on Twitter, I was switching the channel over while this whole debacle with Logan Paul went about. And it was good that he didn't open his mouth because the crowd went after him, um, a little bit there and, and they tried to lower the crowd mics a bit Yeah, and you, they can, did. And you can tell, uh, it happened a lot because they were, the wrestlers were standing around looking at the crowd because the crowd was reacting opposite of what they would have wanted them to so other than that uh a lot of a lot of babbling just too much going on it was like 20 minutes of just babbling they could have gotten to the point quicker um they could have had uh sammy interfered earlier and really salvaged that whole segment for what he just he just backed out and left the ring you know what i'm saying yeah it was just kind of a weird payday of like logan paul says one thing uh, they might have been trying to minimize the damage, especially since the person that in the press Logan Paul went after is somebody that's very popular in WWE on a lot of fronts from from what we know. So um, yeah. this was this was a lot. I've kind of felt like in this feud, it's been a little more mixed anyway. And I think you're going to run into that with the fact that Roman just comes across really cool when you don't make him a forced baby face dork, he can be a really cool heel and you kind of want to root for that guy. You'll still play along because he's doing dastardly things, but mm-hmm. he's a likable dude in this version of him. Very charismatic. I like when he's free to talk mm-hmm. shit on his own. So um, yeah, kind of an up and down one for me, but it's really Brian chiming in via Humper chat saying, hi, Kate and Alex watching the show later since I'm watching the Mets game. Oh boy. Uh, depending on what side of the fence you're on. That was a rough one. That was rougher than the television that we got tonight for wrestling if you're a Mets fan, because there's a lot of pressure on DeGrom tomorrow. But these new wild card rules suck, he says. On the bright side, I can skip the Roman Logan stuff because IDGAF. Uh, also, they should rename the Donnie Brook match to shillelaghs and shenanigans. <laughs> We're going to get there. I felt like that was a really great match that got kind of overshadowed by a overbooked ending kind of felt like old Paul Heyman from ECW was there with some of that but we move along to our first match of the night that was between Ricochet and Solo Sokoa I really liked their chemistry I think um I read an article that referred to Ricochet as like a human pinball machine and like in this feud specifically and it's true it's like not only is He's so athletic and feels like a superhero, but the way that he bumps, he really is kind of bouncing around there. We did get one really scary bump in here. I think it sounds like he's okay, which is good, but cutting to the end, which we're going to be doing a lot tonight because we got three shows to get to, the analysis, not as in-depth as usual, but Solo is standing and catches the shooting star press, which I thought was really cool. Like One of the best shooting star presses in the game for sure does Ricochet have. 
but Solo catches him into the spinning Solo, which is just a Uranagi, uh, to, <laughs> to pick up the pin. Other than that scary bump, I thought this match was a lot of fun. Solo isn't, like, the world's most mobile guy, and he doesn't have to be. Like, that's not his style. But I think a partner like Ricochet is such a perfect, like, introductory thing to the the main roster. I think it's been um, good for him to be in the ring with someone with Ricochet's ring style and obviously as veteran as they come. I mean, my God, who's a better ring general than that guy? So what did you think of this match? Uh, it was good. I um, Like you mentioned, Ricochet is, is always kind of like, go- unfortunately, he's kind of been that guy, right? That can really sell in the ring and show you what he can you know, he'll pull off some feats that we, a normal person, won't. And Sokoa is a freight train waiting for something to bounce off of it. So great chemistry. So this is why Ricochet and him are doing so well, because they're complete opposites. I agree. And I think we say, like, ring styles make mashups. And mm-hmm. when you're this new to the main roster, I think that's even more crucial because it's not like, oh, it just made for a really great mm-hmm. match. It's like, oh, this guy's getting his footing on the main roster. So I really dig that. But we got another Bloodline segment, and I've got to kind of smush some of this Bloodline stuff together so that we can move things along smoothly. But Sammy says that he really likes Solo Sokoa, and he's kind of taken him under his wing, and Jay sort of overreacts to that saying like he's a part of our family and you're not actually a part of our family which i love this because he's so um hot-headed is the word they used in this segment but he's also right like i love that kind of stuff i think that's so fun uh but basically roman reigns takes sammy's side here roman has said that he's always been hot-headed and he's tired of dealing with it and he's not gonna deal with it it's sammy's problem mm-hmm. now which I love the way the hierarchy is kind of changing in this. I think it's so much fun. Um, And later we get the bloodline running into the new day and the new day are talking that shit. Uh, (laughs) They essentially call out Jay for saying that Sammy is, is taking his place and it's his new dad. Um, And I think it was Xavier Woods who said, Hey, like you're not, the stepfather you're the father that stepped up which i just thought was hysterical and sammy says settle in the ring we're not we're not doing this like this we're gonna we're gonna beat your asses tonight i loved this because it was like a very justifiable way to get something in the ring i have seen enough of the usos and the new day face each other so many times mm-hmm. however when the usos are going after the new day's title and this ended up being a trios match I can kind of make an exception, especially because their chemistry is just out of this world. Like that was almost the problem is you would be like, I've seen this match 900 times and it's good and different every time. That's so unfair. Like, I don't want to see it anymore, but something always happens that I'm like, damn, they kind of showed me. So um, I'm loving the way that the storyline is evolving and we'll get to the match later. But what did you think of the through line in tonight's SmackDown episode? And I'm kind of, impressed and excited about how quickly this seems to be escalating alex yeah so the whole the whole like they're letting sammy now do sammy uh it was you were getting bits and pieces of him doing stuff around the bloodline and trying to get his way in but you can tell they're giving him the mic they're letting him just go out there his mannerisms his facial expressions everything is he is smackdown 
when I think of SmackDown, I think of Sami Zayn. I don't think of the Bloodline. I don't think of the Tribal Chief. I think of Sami Zayn and how well he's been holding that show together with his with his antics. Just to be, you know, completely uh, truthful. And and you did mention about the whole like it it, it for the last couple of weeks. SmackDown has felt a little bit like the old SmackDown with a lot of like reworked rematches. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of like yeah. the same people have been thrown around. I have not seen a big change. I'm seeing a pattern of the same crowds now every week in a different, in you know, different puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, same faces, just different puzzle. There are different ways to put it together. So hopefully that'll change soon. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that uh there has been like we've seen solo and ricochet already, right? Like there has mm-hmm. been a little bit of that. I'm curious to see what happens. I don't think extreme rules will change anything a lot. I think Saudi Arabia and Survivor series after that, like now you're like fully into what Triple H is doing, right? Like, where's yeah. the bloodline gonna be then? Cause that could be really fun. Um So, like, I kind of understand patchwork of, like, seven hours of television a week, and they're calling people up from NXT. So, hopefully, that new blood will change things up again. Um, I'm sure Max Dupree as LA Knight is going to be wrestling, Mm -hmm. so that should inject some new life. So, I think as we're moving along, it's just... It's just a lot. I'm being patient. I'm not not being the old Alex where I was slamming them for rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch like i understand that they're trying to bring different faces and pieces into this you know um, yeah it just takes a minute yeah and i hope that when they do bring in whoever the white rabbit's going to be if it is going to be Bray white i just hope and i continue to say this on twitter people are so gun happy like you know to bring in all of these old wwe heads you're gonna have a bloated roster what are you gonna do bray white is a very huge figure how in how many storylines and how many ways can you do stuff with him you know like i hope and pray Uh, that it all works out in a way and uh, maybe this new bray wyatt might be different for for the smackdown crew to work with he's not like a mystical character you know i think he probably will be but i think i said this last week so i don't want to get too redundant especially in when we are in already an hour later than we start but i think that the advantage Bray has is like he shouldn't be anywhere near a title. Right. So, like, when you're trying to straighten out the title picture with the new pieces that came back, is something that's completely different than just like, hey, we have this really interesting weirdo. Um, I think that's actually a huge help because people that are infused with him don't have to be anywhere yeah. near a title, but it'll still feel really important. So, I think, yeah, that's yeah. Good. we'll see. New faces. This butthead chiming in oh. saying worst friday ever still at work matt song you're on you're Let's still at work people gotta make that paper kate yeah he's chasing that bag i'm watching i'm watching wrestling and making that bag so wow i want to live in your shoes one day <laughs> 
but we move along. I'm loving this this refreshed bloodline. I think it's been such a mm -hmm. a, a wonderful thing. Um, but we'll move along to a uh, hit row, and uh, they. This is where the show kind of got funky for me, to be honest. Hit row enters the ring, and they don't really say like why they're just kind of I know, the ring for I know. reasons they weren't feigning that they were supposed to have a match they weren't really feigning that they're supposed to have a musical performance and this is where i was like this is going to be a go homey episode but something exciting does happen exciting in, in my opinion at least um if you are subscribed to fightful select you knew already that there was a creative pitch that involved legato del fantasma and zelina vega being paired i don't know what the situation with electra lopez is um but it looks like uh blonde zelina vega uh is leading this legato group which i think is a blast i was very happy to see them being used because man santos escobar was just one of the best things to um sustain in in 2.0 there was very little that was for me in nxt 2.0 Santos Escobar was one of the things that was for me. Yeah. That guy is so effortlessly cool of all the people that get like Eddie Guerrero comparisons. I think the effortlessness with which Santos Escobar mm -hmm. goes about things um, is, is probably pretty close. And I'm just, I'm so excited. And I also thought that, you know, Zelina being a leader in this, I think is really good. I think a lot of people forget how, because pandemic era wrestling was so weird. She was so good when she was leading her group with Andrade. And um, I think it was Angel Garza, right? Yeah. Not she's, Korea. um, yeah. She, they, they kind of throw fantastic. her in. Yeah. They yeah kinda, you know, so unfortunately good. she's, she is now boxed in, uh, as they say in WWE, like they put you in different boxes. She's boxed in into doing this. She, this is what she's going to be, you know? I know she I don't fights. know if that's bad though, because she's great at it, and oh, I don't no. think it means she can't wrestle. Right, exactly. But I do. I don't see her wrestling as much as what we would think, unless like that whole hit roll thing. Just it was cringy coming out of the bus, fit check crap. Like, dude, like it's like you know something's missing, and that missing link is at AEW. And unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't feel cohesive. It feels like there's just a small you know team that was put together and by the way also, also another thing there's also a lot of little tiny factions now in wwe if you notice yeah. like all these group three-man groups or you know not man but uh male and females uh have been put together it's kind of crazy i'm just kind of like keeping an eye on that too yeah i think um it is interesting i feel like stables aren't the easiest way to tell a story so i don't have a problem with that yeah. i feel like maybe they switched out Electra Lopez for Zelina because they do want someone mm. who can wrestle. I think that's where Electra was like a little bit behind. People liked her charisma. Um, she had a great look to her. There was a lot of thirsty well, people yeah. on Tuesday nights that were loving seeing her on television. So that definitely wasn't it. But Not Zelina I. is a, a really good in-ring worker. Like I think um she's amazing and she can like I was gonna rephrase this, take a pounding. Uh, you know, just <laughs> it is it is after dark. YouTube after dark. It is after dark, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, yeah, but she, no, she takes bumps. You're she right. Does. Like, she does. She, she, she can really fly. Does. Sorry, everyone on the chat. <laughs> 
you're not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's quarter of one in the morning and we're like just beginning. So I'm awake again. (laughs) I like it. Look, you woke the chat up. Everybody's laughing. Let's go. Thank you for that. But my bigger thing with Hit Row, I mean, Swerve is such a, he can't not be a missing piece because he's such a star. I don't Mm. think that, I don't think that Hit Row is completely like incomplete without him. I just also feel like their bookings been all over the place. Oh, they were God, like yeah. messing with maximum male models. They had no reason that they were given to come out to the ring tonight. So I think if this is them being on a track, that's a good thing. So, and I don't think they're going to be like tag team champions for a year or anything like that, but they're a perfectly serviceable act and the crowd is always really into them. So I am with that i just wish uh, they we didn't get michael cole saying top dollar every 30 seconds either which is great because that yes. last week was toned down super cringy yeah so we move right along um we will address the white rabbit vignette that was on television with the feed your head and the pig video when we got the qr codes there's a lot of this going on matt rakeel chiming in via humper chat he's always so supportive of us saying Looks like the White Rabbit is debuting tomorrow. The roof might fly off if it's who we all think it is. The roof might fly off if it's not who they're saying it is at this point. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be rageful. I, I don't I don't think he's going to be there, to be honest. I think they're going to do some um, pyro gimmick stuff and, and probably bring him in later on. That's just I, me in my head. I think you... I you guys were sick of it after like a week. I think they've timed it well to get to this point. If he doesn't yeah. show up tomorrow, mm-hmm. then you're gonna get long in the tooth with this with this game. Right. So do you want me to call him and patch him in? Yes, please do. Please Can you do. imagine that? Summon him trouble. Just to ask him. I'll summon him in. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, and Louise pointing out in our, our notes here that the, the crowd is like erupted for the announcement of the possibility of it so and i think they they even had him like saying like let me in let me in let me in today so i feel like if you're that heavily hinting that you've basically ripped the band-aid off oh, at this yeah. point, you cannot drag that out to survive at this point it's like the rock uh talking about having henry cavill back as superman in the new black adam movie <laughs> seriously like he's just like he already he's hinting at it he's giving you the eyebrow letting you know he's going to be in the movie so there you yeah. go. Not oh, shoot. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Year, but basically. Yeah. Mark Quell chiming in by a Humper Chat saying, just wanted to join the cool crowd and shout out to everyone. Hi, Alex. Hi, Kate. Hi, so... the rest of you cool cats. Love you all. Thanks for the fun. Keep cool and enjoy the weekend. Well, thank you for being so cool, Mark Quill. We appreciate you. We move along to our next match, which is Shotzi and Raquel defeating Sonia and Xia I don't know, man. This ends by Raquel murdering Sonia with a Tahana bomb. I felt like the whole point of this was to have Shotzi's tank come out and pop the crowd. This was a glorified squash. I feel like Sonia should be positioned better, but I'll also be patient because I feel like her, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, if none of them are belted, there could be some really fun stuff there. There Put them together. Yeah. Call them the brawling brutes. There you go. The brawling babes. Why can't why can't we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this match wasn't really anything. I'll just say that I feel like uh 
Raquel, it's, I mean, this was a squash, so what are you going to do? But it's kind of like all of her matches are a little bit the same. Um, She's she hulking her way through everything. Yeah, and it's like just uh, almost like a video game. Like, this is your moveset <laughs> kind of yeah. situation. But she and Chelsea are kind of just like hanging around because Aaliyah's gone. Like, there's just a little bit of, I think, creative direction that's still settling in. Mm-hmm. I feel like she should work heel. That's just my preference. Um, but I don't know if you have any thoughts or comments on this match. It wasn't much of one. <laughs> no, it's just, it is what it is. They had to put, um, not in a bad way, friends on the chat, but they kind of just had to find to a way to put women on television today for some reason. It just felt like, let's put this match together real quick. We put the ladies out there. Because yeah, they've been kind of have... all mingling for the last couple weeks, so why don't you know? Let's let's put that out there. I mean, not in a bad way, but you know, you just they're trying to keep pace and and keep the crowd happy, and also give the ladies television time to continue progressing. Yeah, and I think they didn't want to, like, they didn't have. We got a live and run to video package, but neither of them were there tonight. It looks like. Yeah, right? so, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to cycle in a different program, but this was yeah. what it was. And we will move along to what I'm sure was Alex Pulowski's favorite segment of the night, Carrie Cross and Scarlett, who, mm. holy cow, first of all, nobody's complaining because she's like mm. the biggest babe in the world. But I was like, one left turn, and she is, that ring gear was revealing. Popalicious. Popalicious. Popalicious, indeed. <laughs> but. Merry Christmas, everyone. You know what? It was almost like her ring gear was barely anywhere to be found it was almost like it was undetectable in a way i'll say that it was almost like physically she was using nordvpn because you couldn't even like really spot it um so sean rossap is here to tell you all about that nordvpn.com slash fightful browse safely browse securely Change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. Multiple tiers that allow you to get exactly what services you want. Four months free. A 30-day money-back guarantee. Get access to content that's geo-blocked in your area. Get access to pay-per-views at a much more affordable price. Thanks to that content that you unlock with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block annoying pop-up ads. Block malware nordvpn.com slash fightful how how are you gonna pass this up really how i use it every day every day it makes my browsing experience so much better you should do it too nordvpn.com slash fightful i got my nord you got your nord i got my i definitely need my nord for so half of the things i do so yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man i thought me making bang bros jokes last week was gonna be the height of this but i Got guess no not idea. carl are chiming in <laughs> saying that he's here for the alexisms like popalicious well there you go there you go hey don't be a nerd be a nord and with all the money you're saving with nordvpn subscribe to fightful select you get big old scoop skis that sean is bringing down the pike those John Moxley contract details, the commentary changes. There's so much wrestling. There was like four shows on just today. There's so much it's coming crazy. down the pike. Um, and you also get me and Alex Pulowski doing pay-per-view 
host shows behind the paywall. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, like we will be doing tomorrow, you also get um, sour grabs every Monday and Friday. I try to jump on them whenever I can, but Alex always has them for you behind the paywall. You get the list and your boy goes on. You get all this extra bonus content. You get ass grabs. You get all of this additional stuff. So if you like what's going on at Fightful, that's the best and easiest way to support us. And we appreciate you. But I'll tell you what, I'm starting not to really appreciate this carrying cross and scarlet stuff. Mm. Mostly because tonight, this is not their fault, but they had just run this playbook like two segments earlier. Like you, <laughs> they were coming down to the ring. I will say it was a very cool visual of Drew just appearing in the red out of nowhere. <laughs> that came to ass. Then they had a, a kerfluffle of sorts. Uh, before their match tomorrow, you obviously weren't going to get a ton of in-ring here because they have to have their match tomorrow. But I was like, we just did this with Legato. Like, that was a bigger reveal, but it was the exact same playbook. Uh, so this wasn't really for me. I still agree with Alex Pulaski that the presentation is very disjointed. You have, like, Spooky Scarlet, but then Karrion Cross, who's just kind of like a badass motorcycle feeling guy like I, I don't understand she doesn't have any sort of control over him we already have so many spooky gimmicks going on we're gonna get to another one later that isn't even Bray but um I just feel like this was fine in the getting to the go home part of it right but overall this isn't hugely for me I think Drew's gonna be a really good opponent for carrying cross though and I'm actually hoping that that match brings something out of him that we haven't seen yet. What did you think of this? I, you know, it's it's funny because I'm still waiting. I feel like I'm still waiting for Cross to, uh, to, to appear, to really show what he can do. The vignettes are cool. Like, I like all the cool, like, little things that they're doing, the treatments and everything, you know? But I don't know. Like, I'm still waiting for him to arrive. Like, where's his big matches you know this drew thing is great but drew's also chasing so it's like cool like i know not everyone should go after um the champion but at the same token we don't have records here so we can beat the hell out of anyone we want in wwe you know it's i thought true. that was i thought that was where we were heading like bringing in cross and like he was going to be the savior and come after um roman i don't know it's just it, it is disjointed it's a little it's a little like i don't know what avenue they're gonna take i also i, I also feel like this show for a, a premiere show with even with this presentation with cross it I, were they afraid of of baseball playoffs being on like what was happening I don't know it's, it's very weird to have like a season opener when a pay-per-view where storyline should be kind of wrapping up is the next day. Like that all felt very off to me, but my guess is they just, there's buzz about Bray. They're starting the new season. Like they'll get people to tune in because Bray's um, return is imminent. But I was kind of like, why wouldn't you have Bray being revealed as like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it felt a little off to me too, but it's also a go home. I wasn't expecting a, a ton from this. So we will move it along a little bit. Joseph Snurk chiming in via Humper Chat saying, hooking her way through everything. Yet another brilliant choice of words from Cafe Alex. I don't remember you saying that, but I believe that you did. 
I play with my words. I wanted to make sure I said that long, like really close together because I didn't want to take that the wrong way. So, yeah. I got it. We don't even have Blue Chew as a sponsor tonight, but no, you're just I... making it so easy to set up segues for them. But we will move along to this is how I know we got over spooky. Okay. This is how over I know. spooky. We got, we're oversaturated on the spooky stuff because. It looks like the Viking Raiders are bringing Sarah Logan back, which is awesome. And we get this like very quick but well produced uh, vignette that is essentially saying she's on her way back. And it gets cut off by the Usus theme. And commentary doesn't even acknowledge it. I was like, you're supposed to be all like creeped out by this. And you're just kind of like, well the progressive moment of the whatever like no like yeah. stop so um i just feel like we I, I can't handle the viking raiders getting into spooky territory too like no you just gotta do your like badass war raider viking raider, i hope whatever, that that's stuff. where they're coming from and, and you know including sarah Lo it's very nice to see them bring back sarah logan obviously they understand that she has a family now and everything so it's going to be really cool even if they use her you know they don't use her in the ring all the time I think, you know, this is her persona. This is who they are. They're Vikings. Like, this is what they do on the weekends, you know, in, so. re in yeah. real life. But there yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how they're going to work this with this sp spooky Vikings, maybe. I can't. It's too much spookiness, Alex. The House, of, the house of Vikings, maybe. Is that what they're going to call it? <laughs> oh, no, don't give them ideas, man. Don't give Come them on. ideas. Mm, with their freaking horns. That's right. This is, this is my Somebody home. please screenshot that. That's utterly fantastic. But we do move along. Um, we get our New Day and Bloodline uh, situation. We get Braun, the monster of all oh, monsters, joining the New Day, uh, which was, this match was perfectly fine. Like, you're not going to get a bad match with these guys. We know that, right? Um, but I... Here's the thing. I loathe pinning champions on television. This instance, it actually served the story rather than hurt it. Like, this was really, really well done. I felt like cutting to the end, Kofi tags in as Braun is running around the ring, and he just kind of pummels through Jay and Sammy, which leaves Jimmy alone to take a double stomp, decapitation, and pin from Jimmy. Um, or I'm sorry, to Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy got pinned. That's what I'm trying to say. It's five of one in the morning and we're not halfway through yet. So bear with me as we're talking through this. But uh, this match I thought was really, really good. I think this was a good use of Braun Strowman because why wouldn't you have that guy be your third guy when you're trying to wreck people, right? Like that works. I think Braun Strowman is someone that when we talk about returning chess pieces that need to find somewhere on the board, he's definitely one God, of them. Yeah. Um, he is not really involved super like in a program, but. Again, I he's earned my patience a little bit more than the the last regime, so I'll take it. But this is perfectly fine. I'm just loving the dissension with the bloodline, and I feel like the timing of it is really, really good. Like if they fall apart by the time Royal Rumble's there, there's so many things that they could do. Like if they have the Rock, that's for the head of the table, and Roman doesn't really have a you know his family's falling apart, and the Rock needs to come back to fix things. If they don't have the Rock. Maybe the Enforcer Solo Sokoa is outshining Roman at this point, and you can make a star in the younger dude. 
Um, I mean, my dream would be that it's Sami Zayn, but it's not gonna be. I think the Usos will get thrown by him and Kevin Owens, but there's it could be Jay. Jay could just be the head of the table. Who knows? So I think the the timing of this being on track is something that feels really, really good. Um, what did you think of the match? And what did you think of champions getting pinned, but maybe it's a little bit more forgivable in this situation? I am I'm more if it serves, like you mentioned, if it serves a story then i'm i'm assuming you're going to have a a reason to pin a champion especially i mean if you're going to be pinning them on television did it lead to anything like what did the pin like how much of the story is is being evolved right it, there was no evolving it was just a throwaway match you had 3v3 it's not going anywhere um Again, Braun to me, super one-dimensional. I'm sorry. Like I say this every time we get on here. He really is. I mean, they're bringing people back just to bring them back, I guess. But he had, there is no story with Braun. There, I mean, you might as well bring back the choo-choo train because there's nothing well, hold there. On. Just bring back the choo-choo. I'll say this. He's not for me. The people that he's for, he's very much for. Uh, and this, I think, was a good use of him because, like, the one dimension that he's there for is this dimension, yeah, right? He's I just going to go and wreck dudes. But it's not my favorite thing in, in wrestling, for sure. But I feel like this is actually a suitable place for him to come in because he's just trying to wipe out guys, right? Like, this, I think, kind of makes more I sense. I guess. But, yeah, that, other than that, I mean, the story wasn't progressed by pinning or not pinning. Like, I don't know what the hell they were thinking about why they had to pin him. You know, maybe to continue the dissension or the breakup within the team or show like there's kinks in the armor of the bloodline that's fine and dandy I, I don't know how much the crowd actually sat there and was like oh yeah this is what's happening versus sure we just got a three versus three and braun killing people around the ring that's fair that's fair well for the smart people <laughs> i saw yeah. what was going like on. you I'm just here. I'm just here to watch sweaty men beat on each other. Big meaty men slapping meat. We got a lot of that this week, including in our main event, which we will get to. But uh, <laughs> before we get to that, much to my delight, it would seem our precious Larry Aloysius Knight is back. L.A. Knight is standing yeah. with Maxine Dupree, who calls him Max, and he says, "That ain't my name anymore, gal. All right, I'm L.A. Knight. Yeah." Dummy. All right. Very excited. LA Knight is back. Walks right off. And basically that's it. And I, I loved that because he was like, that was never me or whatever. And I just thought that was a really good way to essentially say, I didn't like the creative I was given without seeming like, well, still being within the context of your story. It didn't need to be longer than that. It was a perfect explanation and way to address it. Um, the crowd seemed super excited about it, which is awesome. And I think it's really fun. I think it was Marseille also had a hilarious tweet on Twitter um, <laughs> of him changing Max Dupree's name to LA Knight in his phone while playing the uh, Alanis Morissette in the background. Very funny. Very funny. Huge personality in that group, which we're getting to see, which I really liked. Um, so... That brings us to our main event. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats if you can. I know it's one in the morning and I'm asking you for money. That feels very much like I'm some sort of like 
wayward preacher or something, or like I'm trying to sell you those knives that can cut pennies or whatever, but I'm just asking you to support the good staff of Fightful. I promise I'm not a snake oil salesman. Just asking you to get in those super chats and help her chest to support Sells it. me stuff. She sells right. me snake oil every night. That's right. That's Here. right. I'm hustling, man. Barrels. I'm the new, I'm the new my pillow guy. <laughs> yeah, she is. She buys pillows from Walmart and sends them to me at double the price. And I yell in infomercials at you. But I see titles online. You got Gunther. You got Sheamus in what was a great match. The one at Clash at the Castle was better, which, duh. Like, of course it's going to be, right? That was such a special match in a special environment under special circumstances. But this was still fantastic. This was still... Big meaty men slapping me. This was still hard hitting. Mm. The only thing I didn't love, and I started out loving it, and then I hated it. Uh, we get a Brazilian tap from Guther, which if you don't know what a Brazilian tap is, because I didn't know that's what it was called. He kind of fake tapped, or you tap once, which I think is an incredible... I said tap once as I tapped twice. Tap one. There you go. Uh, and... <laughs> I, a very, very clever device that I wish we saw more in wrestling. That's a perfect heel thing to do in a match like this, especially like pretty brilliantly done. However, back in the ring, we get Gunther landing a chop on Sheamus comes off the top rope with a knee strike. Sheamus wants to go for the bro kick, but Ludwig Kaiser slips the shillelagh to Gunther and he uses it to assist his lariat as the referee is distracted. Shocker, an idiot ref. Uh, just kind of overbooked and I don't think it tainted the match too much but there was a part of me as much as I hate hot potato title reigns there's a part of me that thinks there would have been a really fun story of Seamus winning this and Gunther losing his mind abusing his lackeys yeah being so upset because the mat is sacred like I think there's something really fun that you could do that crowns Seamus as a Grand Slam champion you could have Gunther win it back in like a best of three situation. I don't like hot potato tags because I feel like normally it's a lack of good story. In this case, I think there's a great story there that you could have hot potatoed the title reign. Um, so that I feel like could have been a really, really fun moment. I think it's something that Seamus deserves. I don't think it's a bad call, but I think it could have been a great call to end the show on this note, especially going into a pay-per-view weekend. And I thought that was going to happen because this was the big season premiere, right? And nothing really of consequence happened on the show. I was like, it's the main event. Sheamus might go over. Like I'm invested. Thought the match was great. Didn't love the overbooked ending. Felt like they could have used a title switch. What did you think of the end of SmackDown here? A lot of chopping, a lot of chopping, but it's all good. I mean, we get a lot of chopping in A-dubs, so I don't mind them chopping to chop. But yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Um, it's turning out to be, you know, kind of like him and Cesaro. They had that best of seven. I don't know if you remember that. Of course and they I beat do. the crap out of each other. I, I believe that every match that he, he gets put in with, with men that he, they can be very physical with. He's actually very, uh, good at. Mm -hmm. So other than that, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Do you want to see him be a grand slam champ? Do you want to see him now? Do you want to, do you want them to do it at a bigger event? You know, it's eventually it will happen. Um, but yeah, I just think that the outside stuff, like when they continue to bring people in, 
you know, for me, that kind of gets old. I'd like to just see them beat the crap out of each other, and that's it. You know, I know they come out to, you know, cheer Gunther on and make sure he's good, but yeah. This is exactly why I didn't like it. This is put way better than what was in my notes. Gunther yeah. cheating annoys him because it's a perfectly good heel. The whole ring is sacred thing. He shouldn't be cheating, and he's so dominant. Like, that's his whole thing. That's kind of what I had written down, but your point about the map being sacred is why I pulled that up because that's the most perfectly articulated way to say it. Like, if the mat is sacred, you shouldn't be cheating. If you're that dominant mm -hmm. of a champion, you shouldn't need to cheat. And you already beat this guy without the shenanigans, so you know you're yeah. capable of it. Now, there's a nice nuanced story there of, like, maybe this guy figured out something between that and now. He's hitting really hard back at me. Like you said, there's a lot of chops. Lot like, of chops. maybe he needed it. But I feel like you could have done the Brazilian tap because that's not actually cheating. It's just clever, right? So yeah. I felt like you didn't need the overbooking at the end there. But uh, just, I, I'm so... Um, Matches like that, as scripted as the stuff is, makes you remember that it's scripted, not fake. Like, they're yeah. reading the ever-living yeah. crap out of each other. So, never going to complain about that at all. But that closed out SmackDown, and we are going to move along because, darn it, we still have two more shows to get through, both an hour apiece. Similarly, both fun, but not a ton of consequential stuff. Um, We are going to go from Rampage into Battle of the Belts, because why not? This is gonna it be easy. Like this show, this show was another one that you, nothing to call the cow homes to. Yeah, but some really good in ring, and certainly starting off the show with some really good in ring. We have Morrissey Lee and Stokely Hathaway eating cake. That's just a whole vibe <laughs> to be sitting watching <laughs> wrestling, eating cake. That's a vibe. I think if they were decent people, which we all know that the firm isn't, they're cheating little you. sneaks. But they should give the publicity like CM Punk gave to, to Mindy's Bakery. I feel like that's only fair. Like, if you're going to be sitting there eating at ringside all the time, you you owe it to the place that you got those delicious things. And if you're going to be eating something, you also got to coordinate with William Regal. Because if you're eating what whatever he's calling Excalibur on commentary, I forget what it was tonight. Like a, a crumbly cheesecake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This kills me every time. I feel like there's an HR lawsuit coming or Excalibur needs to flirt back. This might be my favorite story in AEW right now. Is there a love affair between Excalibur and Regal on commentary, but a really, really fun opening match. Roosh is just incredible. Um, this of course was John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah versus Roosh and private party. The swing. I don't know what Claudio calls it. I remember it being the Cesaro swing, but when he's swinging bitches, uh <laughs> he, that's impressive enough he did it was Jericho insane on top of a cage like it, it's unbelievable how strong he is and today he was like you know what we got a little something extra for you today i'm gonna do a swing with mark quinn a swinging mark quinn and then has isaiah on his shoulders which is just the most insane thing in the world to me but ultimately cutting to the end of this because if i wrote down the impressive things about this match in my notes, it would have just been the whole match. But Yuta connects with the underhook while transitioning into a bicep slice, which was really fun on Quinn to get the victory for the Blackpool Combat Club. This was a hell of a lot of fun to open up uh, Rampage. I really liked this match. What did you think? 
a live rampage, ladies and gentlemen. The a crowd was rampage. hot. They were ready for some sweaty men action on top of them everywhere they were all over hot the arena. And ready they were for sweaty hot. men, just like yes. every, every Friday, Friday night that Alex has. What? Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, uh listen, private party man. I really dig them. I'm sorry. From when they first started, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird to where they're at now. They're really good. Isaiah Ky- uh, Kennedy, right? Is Isaiah, am I saying it right? Yep. Cassidy. Isaiah Kaiser. He's he's obviously kind of, he's he's a little better, I think. For some reason in my head, I see him like kind of do things, some technical stuff in the ring. Um, But yeah, other than that, like the match was really good. I, I love Private Party. I don't know why. Uh, And obviously, the, really Giants, the Giant Swing, <laughs> my man, just... My he he picked he picked two very light men, not very light, <laughs> but, you know, to to do it too. But sure, super impressive. Alex, I lose my balance if I'm just like on uneven I know. pavement. Yeah, I don't I understand can, how someone can I, physically I do can this. Barely stand straight in the shower. We've got Meet Norma's chiming in saying, "I'll say it because I was there Wednesday." Shout out to the DC crowd. Much like the city, it's small, but hype AF. <laughs> Take my money. Meet Normus. Thank you so much for chiming in. I hope Enormous. you had so much I'm fun. Wednesday. you right now. Yeah, <laughs> triple scissor because we had three shows to review today. Quad, baby. But uh, Louise told me that Regal calls it a giant swing, which is an appropriate name for what Cesaro mm. or Claudio does. That one, for some reason, is even harder than Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan to me. I don't know why, but Same. Carl are saying, I kind of wish they would cut to Excalibur and Regal on TV when Regal hits on Excalibur to get their reactions. It's so funny because he's doing me, it on purpose, which is great. Oh, he's so leaning into it at this point. Yeah. But like, I just like, I remember how he was in NXT and he was so serious and his matchmaking figure and so rules oriented. And then he's coming over here and flirting with Excalibur. It was just also very unexpected. My goodness. But mm. a ton of fun. A ton of fun. Guys, throw in those super chats and humper chats if you can. We are rocking into AEW. Right now, we are going to move along to another kind of glorified squash. We got the Varsity Blondes and... Josh Woods, who I think is fantastic, and Tony Nice, essentially a squash here. Pillman had Woods isolated, and then Nice kind of just enters after having had enough. Uh, and we get who, Alex? Smart oh. Mark Starling, baby. Oh. Coming what to have? trade oh. the word varsity for varsity athletes. But much to your delight, the acclaim comes out, who I know you love. This is like a very polarizing segment for you. This was Peaks and Valleys for, for this Cardozo had me like, here. I'm gonna go <laughs> make my coffee now for the show, and then I'll hear boom, boom, the acclaimed. And I just said, F that. I'm gonna scissor my way back to the living room. <laughs> so we cut our way back to Alex's living room. <laughs> uh and you know what? Actually, for a smart mark, uh segment i thought this was like a kind of a fun way to go about it like i trademarked your name kind of out of the stokely hathaway playbook where <laughs> he of course has done that to chuck taylor in the past uh but i i think this was a, a really fun yes. way to go about it the match wasn't much of anything uh but i i i think in ring wise we didn't see it tonight but overall i think josh woods is excellent in the ring he was one of those ring of honor standouts from the era that Very kind of got cut kid. off 
great. He's he's so great. He was the pure champion, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at, you're the, right. at the time it ended, uh, from from being a consistent like regular weekly promotion, but fantastic stuff. His his match with uh, LSG, who's a, a friend of mine, and I just adore his work. They're dropping was... dropping names. Kate, no, she's like, kidding. you know, he's a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> He's really more. popular. It's no big deal. But their pure uh, match was one of my my favorites of his abbreviated reign. Super, super fun. So check out Josh Woods's work if you are not familiar. But I think them being paired together is great. I think they're in the same world enough, uh, Woods and Nice. And I think them versus the Acclaimed could be a ton of fun. <laughs> Bowens, of course, was on the Indies kind of the same time as Woods was. I think uh, it was an absolute... This will be a really fun feud if that's where this is going. What did you think of all of the things I just said? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, no. Did Kate just disappear? Ladies and gentlemen, Kate has left the show. I don't know why. Maybe because she was thinking too much about sweaty, meaty men. Oh, there she goes. She's back. What happened? So easy to accidentally back out of StreamYard when you're trying to pull up super chats like this she got cut for time right i sis with the girl next to me four times and her boyfriend wasn't even mad wrestling in 2022 i I think it's really nice that they you know some people just have an open scissoring relationship and i think that's beautiful you know as long as i think you and i have that (laughs) i can i can i can pretty much wrong way pretty much say that i have scissored kate in real life it's true yeah i gotta be honest i've scissored a lot of people grand slam oh, wow this whole time i feel like i need I'm to sorry. wear a, glo- a glove next time i, <laughs> I get tested okay, okay i make okay. sure my scissors are sharp we're good <laughs> guys it's 1 15 in the morning all right we're doing what we can to keep things entertaining and moving along which is what we will do with this eddie kingston potter promo that came up I love this dude. And I know you guys already know that about me, but man, do I love Eddie Kingston. This was like this super quick video. And he says he isn't sorry what he did to Sammy Guevara last week. It's been a rough week for that kid. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's been a rough week for that kid. Yikes. Uh, Eddie is upset about the fact that he only gets 30 seconds while MJF gets 15 minutes. I love that. Tell him, Eddie Kingston. You tell him. I would argue it's because Eddie Kingston doesn't need more than like five seconds to have me bought into anything. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Give me Eddie Kingston versus MJF all day. You want to set that up on the mic? Let's go. I love he's like, we're done, right? We're done. And he walks away. It's just he everything is just so accessible. I've only heard heard one person complain about his. Because almost every interview is kind of the same, like where he's like, what do you want me to say? Like, you give everyone time and I'm here, like, get five seconds. And I gotta go. The only person that I've heard complain has been uh, Bu- Bully Ray. He's like, ah, oh, it's always the same. I'm like, dude, like, I-, I wish I could, like, talk to him. But he always complains about that specific segment. Yet the rest of the world seems to have a fine uh, reaction of it. So Bully Ray loves to be contrary and for no reason oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he so, still wants a paycheck yeah well he he apparently got one tonight at bound for glory which yeah. you can watch the post show of tomorrow because 
Mine, Their yeah. lord, they made some decisions tonight. Mm. But we move along to Sky Blue and Madison Rain versus Anna Jay and Tay Mello. Ty Mello, sorry. Uh, this was what it was. I don't have a ton to say about it. Uh, at the end, we get a, a nice back elbow from Sky as Ty comes. I got Ty and Jay and Tay and Sky. <laughs> as Ty comes in from nowhere. A beautiful knee strike. She's got a really, really good knee. Um, Ty does. And uh, knees Sky in the face as Anna J applies the Queen Slayer for the win. I think we knew which way this was going to go. Mm. I think this was fine. I don't feel like this heel turn has been great for Anna J. I think she should be working heel. I don't think this is heel Anna to me. I feel like before the Dark Order turned into the lovable baby faces they are now, that Anna J fits a little bit better. But the knee into the sleeper was really good. I see the the chat calling that out too. Um, but this was fine. What did you think? Uh, I want me more Sky Blue. She's great, and that is it. Uh, well, if I can have Sky more. Blue on my television, I'm I'm good with it. Like I think that the ladies are improving every week their matches are starting to look really solid they're not every match is going to be clean for both men and women or animals so you know (laughs) but i think that the girls are doing such a great job man and whatever the coaches are working with them doing in the in in the back end has really been working so uh, I hope that they continue going and yeah i would love to see way more of of sky blue and obviously you know Getting her, getting her way into the ranks. She's great. Um, she, I think, recently signed to a, a full-time deal, which is great. Yeah. I think she's a young talent. She's a really, really good talent. She does well in these tag situations, too. We've seen her in mixed tags where she's looked great. Yeah. Uh, this was a, another example where she looked good in a tag match. So yeah, I'll take it. And I'll say, you know, there's some performers. We'll talk about Willow later. Where there's just like a magic in there, mm. like a delicious quality about them mm. I... that would remind you of like I would say like a sugary cereal from your childhood. But we can't mm. have that as adults. We need mm. something that's protein packed to start our mornings. Oh, Alex! If only there was some way to combine both. cameo. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not here physically on the show right now. But I still wanted to tell you about how I'm starting my day no matter where I am with delicious Magic Spoon cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. It is the ultimate breakfast food. It's the ultimate snack food, and it's the ultimate food for me to take while I'm traveling quick, easy, all the flavors you love, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all over the place. That cookies and cream and maple waffle are back permanently. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order if you don't like it. They are so confident in their product. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund your money, no questions asked, if you don't like it, but you will. It's perfect before, after workouts, as a snack, 
And my favorite thing about it is you get filled up with one serving. It's not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more, racking up those carbs, racking up those calories. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Let me tell you something about Magic Spoon. Tell me it's, about it. It's delicious. And I love sugar which I don't have anymore, <laughs> but um, the Fruity Pebble one, not Fruity Pebble, I'm sorry, uh, Fruit Loops uh, version of Magic Spoon, you open that bag and it smells exactly like a Fruit Loops. Okay. And it is delicious. And I had to put it down because I was like, I'm going to swallow this hole in my mouth. <laughs> that like, is without chewing. What she I put myself in that position. I apologize. That's also what she said. Damn, oh, Alex, God. doubling down. We um, need to do more late night shows. Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. I, I do enough of this. <laughs> no, I'm having so much fun with you guys tonight. Thank you for being so supportive and tuning in. I can't believe anybody's watching, but Louise confirming for us that. Sky Blue is signed with AEW, which was reported on Fightful Select. But, like, we're just coming out with so much news there. I can't keep track of it all. You know what I mean? So much. I couldn't keep track of the action in this main event between the Death Triangle and Dark Order. This was another moment where I felt like they should have had the title switch hands. I feel like AEW has been booking a lot of heat lately, and it's not my favorite thing in the world. It was Brody's anniversary show. It was anniversary week in AEW. I just felt like I don't know. It just felt like the right thing to do. I kind of thought that they were going to win it all the first time around. I feel like it's an easy story for the elite to walk back into and not like Death Triangle doesn't deserve it or something. They're some of the most elite workers in the world, but it's like they're already over. Like Pog already has his belt. The Lucha Bros going to be over no matter what happens. I feel like the Dark Order could really, really use Something God, like they this, need something because yeah, they've been, they, they, I, they, I don't know if maybe Tony just doesn't take them as serious champions or whatever the case may be. But God, like, throw them a bone. Yeah, it just it feels like they've but just been like kind of hangman's lackeys instead of the other way around. Like it was supposed yeah. to be like hangman was their friend. And now it just seems like they're at his mercy a little bit more than I would like to see. But mm-hmm. But the match was good. If you weren't taking him seriously before, who boy, did they bring some crisp offense tonight? Yeah. I really liked this match. I thought it was a whole bunch of fun, but Penta gets a stunner, a right hand, an enziguri, and a German suplex, and a lariat from the Dark Order. And a cover is made, and he kicks out of it. I don't know how much more protected you get than that. But ultimately, we see Roosh come out while the referee's distracted, handing Pac a hammer which he takes to the head of Reynolds, which is crazy. Uh, Pac gets in the tag from Penta as he applies the Brutalizer to retain their trio's titles. Uh, my guess is, considering Roosh was involved in this, that perhaps Andrade's not going to be back for a minute or two. Uh, unless they're trying to set up something between those factions or eventually, but I, uh, I thought the match was great. I just kind of I wish it wasn't so overbooked, which is kind of how I felt like the go home to SmackDown was. And I wish, I just feel like the Dark Order could really use these belts and that that Death Triangle doesn't necessarily need them. What did you think of this match? 
And what did you think of the ending and the booking? Yeah, they're God, you know, you see these matches with these dudes, uh, Death Triangle are in everything they do in the it's like yeah. there's no gravity when they're jumping around and doing Not for these. Phoenix. No, and also, if you blink, you'll miss something. If the camera's not panned out wide enough, you're going to miss something. Like, they missed um, Pentile side doing something. I was just like, come on, man. Like, I want to see everything that's happening. People, you know, getting their heads smashed into things. But good match. I feel like maybe the Dark Order, hopefully, for the new year, because we know we got one more pay-per-view left, um, kind of gets a serious tone and they do something with them, it would be really nice because I feel like they're going to disband soon and they are going to be let go if they don't like, you know, I, I like, unfortunately, like that's what I feel like where they'll go. They're, they're good. They're good centerpieces to have around, but I, I, I want more seriousness. Like I want them. To I have need belts. something. Yeah. I need something. Like, even if they stay face, like face, but in a properly built out story is yeah. something that is like yeah. so, so long overdue for them because it has felt like they are just like pawns in, in the hangman and Kenny game. So the only uh, time that I felt like they were a cohesive unit where perhaps the team itself could have landed titles was unfortunately when, you know, when Brody was here, you know, yeah. that was it. And I think the, the way they were involved in the storytelling with hangman when he got to the title was great. Yeah. And then since he got the title, it's kind of felt like they were a little lost yeah. and they lost members just due to contract reasons. Right. That so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope they get back on track soon. Cause I think they're great, but that rounded yeah. out rampage for us. And then we move right into battle of the belts and who kicks us off. But the man we just saw Hawk. <laughs> I think I'd put that Seamus said on Twitter, he puts out banger after banger after banger. And Pac said, ah, I put on banger right after banger, right after banger, right after banger. Holy crap. This a lot of banger. Bang, bang. It's 1.30 in the morning. Banging or bang her. I don't know what's happening. But anyway, um, I, do, I, I wish he would have lost. I'm not going to lie Why? to you. Pac. Come on, he already has like the three belts. Um, put put something on Trenty for a while. You he can get it back. Pac could go chase it after it. There's no there's like I I I felt like that battle of the belts. That was the right time. It's the battle of the belts. Lose okay. you know. Belts never change a battle. Of belts is its own issue. I but know. also, here's why you're wrong. Let me tell you why you're. I like it when you tell me I'm wrong. All right. Well, this is why. I think. It makes sense because Pac is so open to working other promotions. And I think this is supposed to be an ambassador belt. Like, I, I think that's was created not for him, but for someone like him. He's living in the UK. He doesn't want to move to the United States. He's such a great worker. He's one of the best sellers, if not the best seller in the business. For him to be able to go to New Japan, to the Indies, to work in the UK with this belt as like, a showpiece for AEW, I think is the absolute perfect call. And I think he should have a lengthy run with it. I just want it to be on television. Like I, I want to know what's going on other than like, Hey, Kip Sabian doesn't wear a box on his head and fought you like, great. But like, what else is going on with this? So I really like that. It like, I think they, they put that match on one of the darks, but like, I want to see it on TV. Like he's one of the best workers in the world. He's carrying a belt around. 
I think you might see that more when ROH gets TV and like is separated from this. Right now, it's just so crowded with belts because right now ROH is secondary belts to AEW. That's all it is right now. Right, so until yeah. they have a home to put those, which I think we're getting close to based on the storytelling, um, hopefully, I'm hoping, then hopefully there'll be room for things like this belt to be on television. But this match, holy crap, this was a lot of fun. Trent is so great. Since he's come back from injury, I think he's gotten a little bit more credit as to how good he is. And I, I think it's awesome. But ultimately, this ends with Beretta getting Pac on his shoulders, but Pac counters it into a brutalizer. Such a cool counter. And he just won with this move. Why wouldn't he pull out this trick again? So great, right? But Beretta gets his foot on the bottom rope to break the submission. Pac grabs the ring hammer and hits him between the eyes uh, as he hits a suplex for the win. Like, a great, great match. The table spots were insane in this. Such a great opener and such awareness to the fact, like, it's 11 o'clock at night and we're starting another show. Like, we should probably have something quick, something hot. And for Pac to be able to pull out back-to-back performances like that, I thought was just incredible. Uh, he's so great. I'm glad to see him on TV. What did you think of this opener? Yeah, it was it was good. You you had to cap you have to captivate the crowd. We just had a crazy ass match <laughs> right before this. So, um, also they kept the 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 party going with having uh, Orange Cassidy uh, running into the ring, which was great. So like you felt like, oh great, I just saw this match. Boom, come back from commercial break. Oh my god, Trenton and Pac are killing it. Just like you mentioned, the table spots were insane. And then, boom, Orange Cassidy runs in, and he's continuing the mayhem. You have security coming in. You have all kinds of crazy crap happening. I, I loved it. I loved it. I agree. I agree. But to the point we just brought up, Austin agrees that since this is an SGS, out of 12 matches for Battle of the Belts, we've only had two title changes, one vacant TNT and one TNT match. Yep. Feels like a mid-card special show. It kind of is a mid-card it special is, yeah, show. Yeah, it's yeah. something that they're contractually obligated to Correct. do, but even the title change that they had was on Christmas Day, right? That was like an insane thing with Cody and Sammy that they were like, let's create some buzz around this. And then the title switched back right away anyway. So mm. we got action quadruple 07 chiming in saying, not a single title change. Love AEW to death, but I'm getting bored. They're getting way more repetitive than they've been in the past. I'll give them credit for two things. I agree. I feel like the quality of the product has dipped a little bit, and that was largely because they are running out some of the playbooks uh, a little bit too much. I've heard uh, Joe Holbert, who's been a part of Fightful in the past and has such a great wrestling mind, go support him on Twitter, but he... Uh, he uses the term playbook, and I was like, I'm stealing that from him because here's why. <laughs> if you run the same playbook a couple times, you can get different results, right? You run the mm -hmm. playbook with different people, you get different results. If you run the same playbook all the time, you know the result that's coming out at the end, right? So I love him using that phrase because that's exactly what this is. I know people say like archetypes or run the same stories. It's a playbook, and you fill it in with the, the pieces, right? Um they run a lot of the same playbooks kind of into the ground. So I, I that's part of it. Also, this was two hours of strong in-ring matches that were all essentially inconsequential. The reason I have a little forgiveness around it is they have four top talent that are suspended 
your inaugural trios title holder and your original or like your what was supposed to be your world champion in CM Punk, right? So they're out and nobody knows for how long. So it's kind of hard to know when the elite are going to be back, if they're going to be back, all that jazz. You just had all the momentum from Kenny Omega's return completely halted. Uh, And something's going on with ROH, right? This has become such a dominant Mm -hmm. story now. You got to assume something's around the corner. If not TV, a streaming service. If not a streaming service, maybe they're saying F it and putting it on YouTube. Like there are... There's something, something's cooking. You don't put the title on Jericho and have this taking over AEW for no reason. So because of those things, I have a little bit more forgiveness. They do have to do a better job of A, getting back to long-term stories because there kind of aren't a ton right now. And B, um, they've always had this thing of like the stories to the chase of the titles are good and then the title reigns get weaker. They desperately need to adjust that when they have like 17 titles on their show. So I agree. And for something called battle of the belts for none of them to switch, it just gets kind of old. So Matthew hopefully, plus, ho- hopefully oh, that all changes, you know, cause we, they mean yeah. uh, towards the, the night we heard about Moxley, you know, signing up for till 2027 with AEW yeah. and how he's going to be a mentor and all this stuff. So, you know, these minds start coming in and hopefully, like you just said. Well, some of that's just circumstantial. Like you had yeah. all these long-term plans probably for, for people who just got suspended, right? So, and you don't know when they're coming back. So you they, they also have a bloated things. roster that they need to learn how to use properly as well. Yeah. I mean, like Ricky Starks is walking around without a belt. That's yeah. insane to me, but Where's powerhouse? Um, things are going to dip in quality and then they'll come back at some point. Like I, yeah. I don't... Um, that's life. None of it is detrimental. I'll put right. it that way. Matthew Plus, always the charmer, chime in saying, according <laughs> to the IRS, we're at the part of the stream where you've had such few super chats that I can get charity tax credits up for mine. So here you go. Send the receipt for my accountant. Thank you wow. for your money. I hope if that was true, I honestly, that would be great. I wish we could let people write stuff off. I would send in more, but <laughs> We move along from Matthew Plus, as we always do, to a backstage (laughs) segment with Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, the sports entertainers. Um, Jericho says he's going to bring out the Lionheart on Wednesday against Brian Danielson. And I'm like, didn't we just do this? Did the Lionheart go away? He was just here like a few weeks ago. So... (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel like I need to see them wrestle again. Um, and I don't feel like I need to see like the unveiling of the Lionheart because he was like just here. But all right. Any thoughts? No, I mean, he was good. To, be, I don't want to talk about the promo because it was just that a promo. But he was really good on the on commentary today. A lot of funny spots. He was just kind of like being quirky on the table. And I enjoyed he, it. Whatever it's him and Regal, he's just like oh on, a, my God, on a field yeah. trip. Yeah. On a field trip. So we move along to Jade and Willow. And once this came out in the middle of the show, I was like, well, Jade's retaining. I thought she was anyway, but there were kind of seeds of hope planted. I figured because of what we ended up seeing that like they had kind of set up a feud for her and Nyla. And then Willow just kind of stepped in. So I thought Jade was retaining. But yeah. I had... I had seeds of hope, and then as soon as it came out at this spot, I was like, "No way, that would close the show." It's <laughs> gonna be a title switch, but Jade's holding that for another like sixty-six matches, and then she'll lose. 
No, I think it'll go to 50, but I think they'll time 50 to be when Chris Statlander comes back is my guess. Mm. But ultimately, Jade catches her in a wheelbarrow face buster, which was a really nice spot that we saw. Mm -hmm. Willow, man, I've been singing her praises for a while and she is backing them up. She's so damn good. At She's this. really good. There was a couple spots where they were trading um, like she was picking Willow up and the, you know they were trading body weight to kind of make the moves and she was incredible you can tell jade did it effortlessly that jade's also a beast but yeah. you know it was done so well these women deserve all the praise yeah i really liked this eventually we see willow hitting uh, a pair of clotheslines followed by hurricane rana she goes in for the pin but jade kicks out planting Willow on the mat and delivering the jaded for the win. And so, she licks herself. She does that. She, uh, she, look at you. Yeah. 140, I that. man. You're just getting more X-rated as time goes on. I don't know what happened. I'm never going to be invited back. <laughs> Please. Like, I'm going to even remember this. I'm going to be I'm asleep right now walking through this. But I thought this was a pretty good match for, for Jade. This was one of her more solid performances. It seems like she's a little more comfortable with women that are i mean nobody is really closer to her in stature because she's like carved out of stone but she does better with women who i think she doesn't feel nervous about throwing around as much that have like a little more of an athletic build to them so i i think this is this was good for jade i i'm just so impressed by willow and her strength and agility like the babe with the power is a great name, but I hope what doesn't get lost in that is things like her, 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 her sentons into the corner. Um, she's really, really such a special talent. And They're letting her be her. And man. And the really crowd loves good. her. Yeah. She's so yeah. over with this crowd. It, it, yeah. it warms my heart. Cause she is just such a magnetic person. I always like, that's the one word I used to describe her all the time is cause you're just so time. They're, they're building something. They're building something. And you can tell the women, are about to take over that show real soon with the way that they've been uh, putting them in front of the television and just saying, go do what you do best. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. <laughs> I hope it's true. We'll call I don't Tony Khan right now. Oh, I don't think you make an investment in someone like Soraya if that's not the case. But um, but Will is so special. I had tweeted that like, because she sometimes gets flack uh, that I've seen about her of like, her whole character is that she smiles. And I tweeted like, if Ricky Starks can say his whole character is that he's cool, why can't Willows be that she's like having fun out there? And she retweeted it and said, my character is that I'm cool too, but it's just my definition of cool. And I was like, that rules. Like, I love that. Cool doesn't have to be like the way Starks thinks of it. I no, thought you're right. Such a great response. But Carl R saying Fightful After Dark is rated R and it's Popalicious. It is. Uh, I can't believe you said Popalicious when we don't have a Blue Chew ad. Just I'm sorry. Absolutely handcuffing me. But after the match, we Whoa. hear, excuse me. And Nyla Rose runs to the ring and steals the TBS championship. That's what and I want to see. Baddies chase her and Cargill storms to the back. Um, Effective. I want to see Nyla Rose match. in there. Those two women. Yeah. I want yeah, to see them. I want to see them beat the crap out of each other. And I think they're. I think Nyla is 
at her best too when she has an opponent that that's a, has a little bit more of like an athletic build and, and yeah. some more mass to them. So I think that should be fun. Looking forward to that. This was kind of what got set up, which is why I was a little bit confused about Willow being in this position in the first place. But I think this could be really good. So then we move along to a segment with Matt Hardy, who just wants to know what Stokely Hathaway and Ethan Page's deal is, man. Well, Ethan Page has the tightest tits in the game. That's his deal. Stokely is always up to something. Nobody knows what that guy's deal is. But Hathaway eventually shows a video of Hardy talking to Private Party about their contract tampering. Hardy says that he wasn't trying to sign them to a contract. He was trying to talk to them because he wants what's best for them. And Hardy says if they don't stop, he will delete them. And Mm. Hathaway and Paige walk off. That's kind of the end of that segment. So we close with the ROH World Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus Gates of Agony. Were you familiar with Gates of Agony, any of the workers in it before this other than Brian Cage? No, I was. this is the first time, honestly, that I was uh, paying attention to the name. I think this was a really, really good call. I think um, FTR makes everybody look great, right? Oh, and then yeah. on top of that, you have them defending one of their 900 belts. And it makes it feel like, okay, <laughs> I know you're, you've been number one contender for a really long time for the AW tag belts, but as long as I get to see you on my television, I don't mind it at all. But I thought this was good. I think Brian Cage's match with Wardlow was fantastic. Oh, um, dude, I think yeah. It was, I think it was one he needed. Like, I have been on record of saying that Brian Cage isn't, like my favorite wrestler in the world. And I also think his work outside of AEW has been better than his work inside AEW. Not entirely his fault at all. Um, I think the face turn was a bad call, but um, I think that I got glitchy all of a sudden, didn't I? No, you're good. A little bit, not too crazy. Okay. A rare win for my internet. Um, (laughs) But I thought, uh, I thought, he looked great there, and I thought he looked pretty good here, too. We got to see Prince Nana, who rules. Very yes. happy about that. Um, what did you think of this match? I liked it. Like I mentioned before, it was nice to see um, some fresh new fresh faces in there. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering, with FTR, you know, getting... Now that they're kind of like getting into the mix again, if you've noticed, into different matches and different things, I wonder if they're going to start separating a lot of these titles off of them, you know, especially with with the Ring of Honor stuff. Like, I, I'm wondering if they're they're like a tick away from some type of Ring of Honor television because it just feels that way. It feels like a lot of like of the Ring of Honor stuff now is starting to kind of like all these wrestlers and up. everything. Are, yeah, big time. So I'm wondering if it's just, I know that the Warner Discovery deal is a big mess right now because they're like deleting shows left and right. Um, so I'm hoping that they say, you know, here, 2023, you know, Ring of Honor is back because it 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 a lot of people's careers are gonna be revived if that happens. Yeah. And like that Brian, for- like Brian Cage. Big time. He's been waiting at the wings for a long time, yeah. but should probably also mention who won this match. Dax nailed oh. Prince Nana with Khan, which was a really fun ending, I thought. And then backslid Khan for the three, which was great. Um, I thought Khan looked good in this. I thought Toa looked good in this. 
Um, you just can't really go wrong with FTR. They're just the best in the world. Um, it's so great to see them have continued success and be on this run. Like it just yeah. warms my heart. Um, and I would be remiss if I forgot to mention what came before this, that Tony Storm and Sheeta had a promo promoting Sheeta versus T- Sheeta and Tony versus Baker and Hater, which I think is mm. fun. Same complaint about, um, you know, your women's champion being in these tag pictures instead of a feud. But at the same time, I'm just excited to see Sheeta back on television. And I also think they've gotten to the point now where the reactions for Jamie Hayter are so overwhelming. Like she's going to have to turn on Britt or Britt's going to have to turn on her rather. Um, one or the other actually could turn yeah. Hayter appropriately face. So um, I'm hoping that's what is being kind of set up here. So I am excited for that. And I'm excited to see Sheeta back on television. Are you looking forward Same. to that? I love yeah, Sheeta. Yeah, good stuff love her love her love her i don't know what it is about her she's just like her charisma she's so good in the ring she's very good looking like all everything that she she does she does it with finesse so um i know that she you know during the pandemic and everything you know they were having problems with her mm-hmm. going back home and whatever i'm I'm hoping that she's finally here based here and like let's let's go like put her in yeah. there with the rest of these awesome women that are starting to like really step it up in the uh in aew I also feel like for her title range, she could have been cutting promos. Like yes. the promos that I've seen her in, I was like, there's not like an issue with very clear the yeah. way she speaks. Like, there's no hiccups. Easy. And yeah. the emotion is there. Like I always feel like when there's people, whatever there's talent that English is their second language, like when they let people speak in their native language, those promos always I feel like come across so much better. Like they're so much stronger. So um But yeah, I'm excited for that. Loved the main event. Felt like a lot of really good in-ring work. Felt like a lot of it was inconsequential, which makes four hours of wrestling kind of long. But overall, some some really good matches. And hey, we got plenty more content coming for you tomorrow. We've got plenty more wrestling coming up tomorrow. But tomorrow morning, you get Grapsity. They're going to be talking Bound for Glory. They're going to be talking about how wonderful Willow Nightingale is, just like we were tonight singing her praises. You got the Bound for Glory post-show. Crazy stuff going on with Bully Ray and Frankie Kazarian over there. I guess they're trying to make it TNA again. I don't know what's going on, yeah. but you can catch that post-show. Denise Salcedo, I think, has that one. You can also catch the pre-show to Extreme Rules, which is going to be on Fightful Select with Rob and Maggie and Doc Mueller, and Ooh. Spencer Love, and Drew Nicholas. And you can catch the Fightful main channel post show, but more importantly, you can come to Fightful Select and catch me and Alex Pulaski. Not this Alex, the other no, not, Alex. No, not this ugly dude. We will be doing whatever it is we do behind the post, uh, post show, uh, behind the paywall. She is tired, friends. I am very tired. <laughs> a lot of wrestling. Listen, uh, for a couple years there before we leave here for a couple years we went through some really bad wrestling there was always a need for something different tna tried to come back a couple times we are in the golden age of wrestling again there's a lot of wrestling there's good wrestling you know and there's a lot of stuff happening so i'm hope that you guys are enjoying it and you have a place like fightful that has all these knowledgeable hosts that are bringing you these daily shows and, you know, upfront talks about everything, including on Fightful Select with the news. Like, there's just so much happening, guys. 
and I'm just glad to be here whenever Kate decides to uh, beat me. Uh, <laughs> send me only after dark, Alex. Only after, only after yeah. dark. She... And I'll say this: I got a text from Sean earlier today. It was just a screenshot, and I opened it. That I shouldn't be saying that at ten or two in the morning. But I got a screenshot from Sean, and I'll tell you it was our subscriber count. And I'm not going to say what the number is, but I'll tell you what the last two digits of the number was: sixty-nine. I love it. And Sean knows because I'm constantly making 69 jokes that I would pop for this. But blank 69 of you are supporting us over at Fightful Select. Keep it going. We appreciate you so much for hanging out with us till 10 of 2 in the morning Eastern time. We appreciate your support. They'll be giving to us all weekend if you want to hang out. We're here for you. You're here for us. It's awesome. Cardozo, where can the people find you? Uh, you know, you can simply go to only I'm a uh, <laughs> uh, alexiscardoza.com. That'll take you to my little uh drop down page where you can find all of my links in there to absolutely everything, including that one time I got arrested. It's all there for you, front and center. Wonderful, wonderful. So, check out and support Alex. He's moving, we gotta get him paid. Go support his projects, God all right? It. Yeah. <laughs> You can find me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter, at Kate's on Instagram. You can also find me on Fightful Select doing the post show with Alex, as we alluded to. I got a little graphic with all my appearances coming up, but on Sunday, I'll also be in upstate New York doing commentary for Excite Wrestling on twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. You can hear me do Ooh. some indie commentary if you want. So come support me, support Alex, support Fightful. We appreciate you so much. Have a safe and wonderful and wrestling-filled weekend. We certainly are off to the start of one. Good night. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.